When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, NFL fans, welcome back to another adrenaline-pumping episode of Who Will Be King? Your NFC North Roundup. We're about to jump into the action, drama, and thrill of last week's games and take a peek at what's coming up next. I'm Dave from Vikings First and Skull, keeping you updated on everything purple and gold. And we're always chanting, chanting, Skull! This week, we've got a killer lineup of experts to share their unique views and insider information from their home cities. Representing the Chicago Bears from the Windy City and an outstanding broadcaster in his own right, we've got Pay from the Bear Claw Podcast. He's got all the Bears news at his fingertips and will be giving us the lowdown on the recent game and what to look for next. And according to the buzz, we've got June and Foster, our Lions gurus, from the Bleachers to Speakers podcast. They're about to roar out with the latest scoop from the Detroit Lions den, giving us the 411 on the team's tactics, player performance, and what's coming up. Could they actually win their first title in 30 years? And we can't forget the Green Bay Packers, the team that never fails to make the NFC North interesting, much to the chagrin of us other three. We'll be breaking down their Week 15 game, talking about the highs and the lows. Well, mainly the lows. And prepping you for what's coming up in Week 16. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. We're going to break down each team's Week 15 performance, talk through the key moments, discuss standout players, and see how this all affects the NFC North standings. Plus, we'll be looking ahead at Week 16, previewing games, and we have the important interdivision one, talking game plans and making our predictions. So whether you're here for a deep-dive analysis lively debates, the subtle jibes, or just to see if your team might be the next NFC North royalty, you're in for a good time. Strap in, put on your team's colors, and let's jump into the amazing world of NFC North football. Are you ready? Who will be king? Let the battles begin. Oh, 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 oh,
Welcome, everybody, to this special episode of Who Will Be King. Normally, this is a podcast-only show. We do not broadcast it live. But June was the one that put that little thought into my mind. And as a Christmas special, we thought we'd come on and do this live. I want to say hello to everybody. First, I'm going to start off from the viewer's left. Pay. From the Bear Claw Podcast, how are the things in the city of Big Shoulders? It is a walking migraine being a Bear fan. Dave. How's, it, how's it going, Dave? How you how you doing? Happy, happy early holidays. <laughs> yes, it is the holidays and we're all in a good mood, even though three of our four teams lost. Anyways. We'll get to that here in just a bit. From Motown themselves, we've got the pairing, the one and only, the duo that does all the sports in Detroit, June and Foster. June, how are you doing on this lovely day? Hey, man, I'm doing all right, especially after that monologue. I I got inspired, you know, so... But I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. Foster, how are things over there? I'm I'm ready to run through a wall right now, man. I, I strapped the pads on after after that one, but dude, <laughs> uh, th- things are up. Things things are up in the city for sure. Oh well. Hopefully that'll continue <laughs> only that uh your team will be uber generous come this weekend. But first <laughs> We need to talk about what happened last week. And we're going to start off with Chicago. Pay, my friend, what in the world happened in the fourth quarter specifically? But what happened to your team last week? When I checked, they were beating the Browns relatively handily. And then I look and you lost. Oh, where do I begin with this latest confounding week from the Chicago bears, Uh, the city of broad shoulders for whatever reason, they don't use them to play football. Uh, So as you said, the bears, Again, for the third time in the 2023 season, the Bears have blown a 10-point lead and led to a loss. Uh, Coming into week 15, over the last 10 seasons, a team that had at least four sacks, at least three interceptions, were 97-3-1. That was coming into last week. That record is now 97-4-1 thanks to the Chicago Bears. They turned, they got, they, they were whipping Flacco all game. And then for some reason say, you know what? what? What's the worst that could happen if we let him throw for 200 and plus yards in the fourth quarter? What's the worst that could happen if we let him score 14 points in the fourth quarter? Well, the worst can happen is you can take another L. That's, that's been the season for the Bears. They, they're a lot better than they, their record will lead you on, but it, it's really not the truth. 
It's really not the truth. They're a lot worse than a record. <laughs> they are what five and nine now. They with his amount of uh, personal losses that they've given themselves, they should be. They should have a negative record. They should have negative wins. I I, I don't understand this team whatsoever. They they shoot themselves in the foot week in and week out. Um, that type of loss. That type of loss is on the head coach. We can talk about him at, at, a, at a later time into this ep- this episode, but I'm just a little frustrated. Uh, frustrated Chicago sports fan. That's 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 what I am. Ah, feel for you. But that leads us to the only win of the weekend from NFC North teams. Which one of you fine gentlemen want to describe how you whooped up on the Denver Broncos? Who I was hoping would beat you last week. <laughs> I can go first now. I won't be too long winded, so I'll, I can let Foster uh, chime in a little bit. But uh, what happened was uh, the defense showed up. Uh, they we golf wasn't generous. Uh, turnover free football. The offense got back on track. The defense uh, actually uh, played pretty tough. Uh, for throughout the game instead of in spurts, and that's your ball game pretty much. Yeah, for the for the most part, we we um, stuck to the game plan. We took care of the ball. Um, we got pressure on the quarterback. Um, we were able to to get a uh, force a turnover on a, a force fumble on a sack. So that's kind of two in one. Um, we definitely wanted to see a, a, a bounce back game from Jarek off. I called for 300 plus yards. He fell a little short of that with 278, but he did have five um, passing touchdowns, which is amazing. Um, Sam Laporta had three touchdowns. Um, so he's, he's our fine, our fine rookie who, who, um, like I said, last week is top three and he's not three, uh, in the league right now. Um, both our running backs had close to a hundred yards rushing. So we were able to establish the run and set up the play action. And um, we got Jamison Winston, no, Jamison Williams involved early in the game. I want to say one of our first passes of the game was a deep pass to him. And um, we we targeted him seven times. He made four catches and um, made, he definitely showed off that route tree that we knew that he was capable of displaying. So, Overall, it was a great game to watch. Um, we put up 42 points, and uh, you know we gave we ended up with giving up 17 points, but a lot of that was kind of like garbage time, end of the game, contained type football. So, um, pretty dominating performance at home, and I, I'm hoping that we can continue to um, continue that momentum as we go into Minnesota, looking to clinch a playoff berth, uh, well, a division, well, possibly a, a divisional win. Um, but yeah, the, the defense is, is getting more and more healthy. So I'm, I'm excited. Well, you talked about Laporta, Sam Laporta. As many of you all know, I love the big round bellies and I love the tight ends positions I used to play way back when. I've always preached it takes, when you draft a tight end, you're generally drafting them for your next team. Because that's generally how it works. It takes them three to four years to get it in the NFL to make that next step. I'm a little disgusted and envious that you now have a superstar (laughs) tight end that's a rookie. That is absolutely crazy. You got Hawk from us, though, man. You you got Hawk. And we did. And Hawk's pretty good. Top three tight end as well. He's Uh, doing pretty good. 
Yeah, he's leading. The, I think he leads the league in, for tight ends right now. Yeah. But that's your typical draft him for your next team tight end. You've got one right. as a rookie. So that's you're playing with a little bit extra money and a little bit extra juice when you can find those players. I'm sure Pay would love to find something like that too in the draft. <laughs> but it's, it's that's pretty good though. Yeah. It's it's gonna be fun when we get to this talking about this weekend's game. But next, of course, we've got to talk about the Green Bay Packers. Do we have to? Yeah, we should. <laughs> hey, it's a fun topic. Ah, Take okay. their professional quarterback <laughs> in Lambeau, and they get absolutely smoked to the tune <laughs> of 34 to 20 by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, got to give shout-outs to Tampa Bay. They're fighting for the NFC South division crown, along with everybody else in the NFC South. But that Baker Mayfield came in, looked fantastic, and again, a perfect QBR, and just absolutely destroyed the Packers. The defense didn't show up to play. Hopefully, they've quit mentally on the season. And, <laughs> and we'll see more of that. We've got them here in two weeks, and I hope that is the case. But it is always good to review how the Packers did. And like I said, they got destroyed 34 to 20. So not bad for the cheeseheads. From there, we go to your, my beloved Minnesota Vikings and a game of severe frustration. We sat there, we took the lead, but we kept the game close. We had, we were up by 14 points going into the fourth quarter. And the Flores defense, which has been outstanding for almost five games straight, hadn't given up points in almost three games, complete games straight, suddenly gave up three touchdowns. And the game went into overtime. And of course, in overtime, do you think they could hold out? Do you think they would choose to go for a field goal when it was fourth and inches? No, they went for their second attempt at a tush push. And it was an ab absolute failure because we do not have a big center like the Eagles do. We do not have a quarterback that can press 600 pounds with his legs like the Eagles do, and uh, it didn't work out. We lost 27-24 to 24 in overtime, and Vikings fans are a little disgruntled over it. I can tell you that right now. There were calls for the head coach's head, which I don't think needs to be, but now every game matters. We've used up absolutely every single one of our margin for error for when it comes to making the playoffs, and especially when it comes to winning the division. Because when it comes to winning the division, it is no longer in our control. We need to beat the Detroit Lions twice and hope they lose, not this week, but the following week, to the Dallas Cowboys. But we'll see if that happens. I don't know if it will or will not. We'll find out. 
But that's it for your week 15 rundown. Hey, you wanted to talk about Eberfus. Did I? Yeah, you said you were going to. <laughs> Eberflus <laughs> setting new records for first Chicago. Oh my good oh my Jesus. Uh it, it's 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 not an Eberflus solo operation. It is a it is a delicate dance of two coaches who are over their heads. Eberflus is over his head as a head coach, and Luke Getze is over his head as an offensive coordinator. He should be no better than the offensive quality assistant for a high school team um they have (laughs) they have led the bears down a terrible path of offensive futility now granted eber is the defensive coordinator de facto defensive coordinator and head coach he's got a lot on his plate you shouldn't have to walk into the offensive meetings and you know make sure getsy is calling a playbook that is professional that is the word I want to use. You should not have to do that. But because he doesn't, it's going to cost him his job. The Bears in the last five games, if you take out the two Detroit games, because I'm only taking those out because the Bears have shown in this era that they match up well with Detroit and they are comfortable with Detroit. So in the last five games, you remove those two. The Bears have scored two touchdowns. Two. Wow. And five games, and that's in three games in essence, two touchdowns. And the one touchdown they scored this last week against Cleveland, they had Eddie Jackson, our safety. He had one of the easiest interceptions you will ever see. He took it all the way down to the two yard line, maybe the one. I'm not, I'm not, I don't really remember right now. And the Bears needed eight plays to get two yards. Eight plays to get two yards. Justin Fields had one of the best plays you'll ever see a quarterback make in getting that touchdown, but they scored three points from that point on. It was a, a, a struggle fest. of you, you don't see that type of football at, at this level. And I, I, have to, I have to wash my hands. At least with anybody on the coaching staff, it's got to be the offensive coordinator. And because the offensive coordinator was hired by April Flues, you got to fall on your sword, and that's it's tough, man. That's just how the game is. What does that mean? Does it get you any closer to the decision at the end of the season on what they're going to do with either Eberflus and coaching staff or Justin Fields? Does this, does this past loss get us closer to that decision? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... On our, I was talking about this with one of my co-hosts on the Bear Claw Pod. If they had won that game, then the door is still open for Eberflus to return. I feel that they could have still lost that game and the door still be open. It's the way you lost it. Uh, going forward on fourth down so many times and coming up short, I don't think those were terrible plays. It's the fact that it's the lack of execution and the, you know, who's the execution fall on the head coach. Um, there was a play at which he, David Njoku kept exposing us in the fourth quarter. And in some of those plays, he was, he was being defended by uh, our down lineman uh, who's in a three technique. Why, why do you have Justin uh, David Njoku being de- defended by somebody who's starting to play off in the three technique? 
This makes no sense. He's wide. He's running around wide open every other play. And he's just scampering, moving around. And we end up losing the game by three points. And another another 50 yard play that Flacco had guys just out of position again. And and if you read the press clippings, you read some of the things the players said after the game. It sounded that they were blaming Eberflus like, hey, look, I just I don't cowboy it. I just go out there and play the defense that was given to me. It sounds like they're throwing a coach under the bus, and you may read it differently. I definitely read it as it as it was said. So, it, it those type of things end up getting you fired. And, and again, I, I'm gonna reiterate this: the Bears have lost three games this season in which they had a ten point lead. Mm. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. Mm-mm. So what you're telling us is that towards the end of the season, we should hear a thump, thump as Eberflus gets run over by that bus. What I'm telling you is that Luke Getze can go to your local, uh, well, in Chicago, we have Jules. Mm-hmm. He can go to Jules and start asking for, hey, do you all have any empty uh, egg carton boxes? I, I need, I, I'm going to be moving soon. So I, I need all the boxes you got soon. He <laughs> uh, can start packing up his office today. Um, oh, wow. as, as far as Eberflus, um, there, there will be an announcement on Black Monday. Eberflus, it's, 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 uh, your time is running out. Your 15 minutes is on 1445. Mm-hmm. What's the feeling in Detroit, gentlemen? I know we're talking about first time in 30 years. We did a show on my channel last night with a Lions fan. And he's absolutely giddy. It's the first time in his lifetime, basically, that he can remember <laughs> that you all have a chance to win a title. It'll be the first NFC North title, but the first time to win a title since 1993. How are the fans in your market feeling? I mean, we're we're excited. I mean, me personally... I'm beyond like that's that's, you know, the first time that's cool and all, but I'm kind of beyond that. And I feel like there's definitely a, a newfound optimism to where the season can go. It's, it's crazy what one really, really good game will do for you, because a, a lot of last week there was a <laughs> bit of panic and things going on. So, um, you know, pay was you know, talking me off a cliff, you know, <laughs> I tried, but, I tried. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we knew, but the, 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 the theme of it was there was a major importance to the, to that game and we did what we were supposed to do. Um, yeah, Corey. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it was a major importance to that, to that Denver Broncos game and, and we handled business and yeah, there's, there's definitely a newfound optimism, be even beyond, especially with the Eagles. Eagles lost, right? Yes, Eagles yes. lost, and the Cowboys lost. So that yeah. that that played into it. That plays into it as well. So um, it's it, it's very much on the up and up. And and our our guy is officially back in practice, CJ Gardner Johnson. So that further um, aids to the optimism moving forward beyond just the NFC North uh, win, but also where else we can go. Well, and 
as long as you win the division, you've secured indoor games <laughs> all the way through the division round. Yeah, of course, yeah. What's the matter, June? <laughs> I, just, yeah, I, just I, saw saw look, I just saw the look on your face there, Dave, and I was like, okay. Hey, we can get into it if you want. We can talk. <laughs> yeah, we we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. We've got and you the, guys are you guys are gloomy for a, a division title, man. It's the first time in 30 years that your team I mean, is raising hey, ticket prices hey, already. Hey, yeah, <laughs> that's, right that's a reason to be gloomy because I ain't got it. But uh, let, me, let me stop you right there. I, I, I don't like the, the the spirit of oh, we should be you know doing backflips because we finally like it's, it's it sounds whack to me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We got hey, these ticket prices to change out the turf in the stadium, just like we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Listen, I mean, I, I, I understand. I understand, you know, you got to be reserved about this because it's not something that happens all a lot. But enjoy it because, as you know, it don't happen a lot. Take it from us. What you got, Joe? No. <laughs> I'm just saying, pay like. We don't know what's gonna happen, bro. Like it's one week <laughs> at a time. <laughs> like oh, we we, we're not we're not celebrating until it happens. Like we 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 have confidence, but at the same time, there's still a lot of football to be played. We're not gonna this this just last week, just last week before they played Denver, it was a lot of turmoil here, and you know, as far as the fans, it, you had fans. Like saying, "Hey, this is—we're terrible. We're 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 not going to win another game." It was stuff like that going on. So, uh, getting a SOL attitude. Oh, I've I've heard that this season. I mean, to be ten and four and to hear that, uh, it's it's crazy. It's yeah. but you're going to hear it. Like around here, you're only as good as your as last week, and you know, right now everything's good. <laughs> Lions lose to Minnesota. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a crazy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, right, fellas. It uh, well, it happens. Trust me, it happens. But you have done better than I've seen the Lions do in a long time. So, and none of us here on this board, you know, have any hard feelings for that. We were, uh, you're the, you know, sort of the little brother of the division because you've never won anything since like 1940 something. So, um, so we have no hard feelings for the Detroit Lions. We have no hatred levels, right? Pay and I can talk about, you know, Green Bay. You guys can talk about Green Bay. And we, we will. have huge rivalries with Green Bay. Right, mm, and there's I didn't, know, folks, I didn't know how important this was. There's uh, people that don't like the Vikings sometimes, and they don't like Chicago sometimes. But how can you not? Nobody hates the Lions. Oh, no, <laughs> it's one of those good stories. It's just that. And if it happens, it happens. Hopefully, my Vikings spoil it. But if it happens, it happens. <laughs> so. I didn't. I didn't realize 
um, how important this weekend's game is up. And, you know, this is a segue. Um, so the Vikings and the Detroit Lions are tied in, in the second tiebreaker. So this week the is the first time you all play. The division. Yeah. Yeah. So if they, if they, if they win, if they went out, they went out, you all lose out, which is both of those things happening is not likely, but yeah, you know, like I I said, there, you all don't have a head to head yet, but for the second tiebreaker, which is conference win percentage, you're both six and three. This is big. Yeah. For the Vikings to win the division, they have to win out and Detroit will have to lose to Dallas. If that happens, we win the division, no matter what. Now, is that going to happen? Being realistic, I doubt it. Um, I severely doubt it. But can we spoil them clinching the NFC North this weekend? Yes. Mm-hmm. That can happen. And you know, want to know who set up the game plan to do just that? Pay. Oh, I, I want. I want to. Is was it? Uh, this team did they did they do something right? Yes. Did they do anything right? Finally, <laughs> they and the dreaded Green Bay Packers both set up the game plan on how to defeat the Detroit Lions. Hmm. You pressure early with pass rush blitz the whole works, which we're good at. You pressure off. Often, Jared Goff does not like pressure. When he gets pressure, he tends to get generous. I want to see a generous Goff Saturday and uh, or Sunday. And, and as long as we keep taking deep shots and keeping the gas to the floor, we can win. Now, that happens to be the Vikings' problems. They don't. They get, get a lead and then they back off. They take their foot off. It's sort of like a grandmother driving a, her Cadillac. She sits there and gets up to speed, and then she takes her foot off and slows down, and then she puts it back on and speeds up, and then she slows down, and you get this back and forth seesaw garbage. Just go. But this is very important. That's why it's on the cover of the thumbnail this week. The Vikings versus the Lions. Because if the Vikings win, the division is still up for grabs. If the Vikings lose, they need to still win to get into the playoffs. There's theoretic ways to get out, knocked out of the playoffs. The Rams would be the ones that probably did it. But it's all in front of us. And this weekend, Sunday, is a whiteout game. We had our first ones last last year. Everybody in the stadium wears white. The stadium itself, the end zones are painted white. The Norseman logo in the middle of the field is painted white. Now they've got purple outlines, so the umpires and referees can see when somebody's out of bounds. But and the Vikings will wear their all white uniforms, white tops, white bottoms. We're sort of hoping they'd come out with a white helmet, but no. But it's the whiteout game. 
And so the crowd is going to be jazzed. They're going to be hyped. They're going to be screaming. <laughs> it all matters on how Detroit comes in and they play. They could silence them real quick. Or it could be a long night for Detroit. Now, my question to either one of you two fine gentlemen, what uniforms are the Lions wearing? Hopefully it's not silver on silver. <laughs> it's, it's the all blues, I believe. Blue. The blueberries, as they call it. Good. So I don't like that. <laughs> but it should be fun. No, but that's paid. That's why this game is important. Yeah, very much so. They can lock it, like you said, they can lock it up with a win right now and end, end, end all speculation. Yep. And it would, they, it, it would be. If the Lions win, they clinch the division. They are the NFC North division title winners. <laughs> That's the it just rolls up your tongue, doesn't it, Dave? The yeah. Lions are division division uh, champions. And because we say who will be king, you know, for branding of this show, they will be king for the next year. <laughs> They have taken the crown from the Minnesota Vikings. We're going to see. <laughs> hey, like I said, you're the Detroit Lions, June hey, Nobody hates the Detroit Lions. I, Dave, I've seen stranger things. I've seen stranger things. Well, I hate that my name is over the Packers, but that's just neither here nor there. You wore the you wore the Packers colors in one show, Foster. So that's probably what you get. And believe one it or not, it's alphabetical: Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota. But what do you guys think? What are you thinking is going to happen on Sunday? Since we haven't done a crossover episode, tell us how do you think this is going to attack? how the Lions are going to attack the Vikings. I mean, I, I definitely think we want to shut the door and, and end all, end all questions early on in the year. Um, and I'm optimistic, but I know, I know it's going to be a tough game. These NFC North games, especially um, on the road are always tough. The, uh, the passing attack, I mean, between Addison Jefferson and Hawkinson. Um, damn. Are they all sons at the end of it? That's weird. But, uh, <laughs> well, and they're and I, virtually all initials, too. So, yes. Yeah. J-A, so, yeah. JJ. Right, right, right. KJ. But, yeah, so that definitely is going to be is going to be tricky. The Neil Hunter scares me. Um, he's going up against, you know, one of the best, you know, tackles in the game, though. So that's going to be a nice battle. Um, but I think I think that we match up pretty decently, especially since Mullins is not a uh, not a, a mobile quarterback. So I think that bodes well for us. And um, I, I think that we I think we shut the door. I think we shut the door. We find a way, but I, it's not going to be easy. Mullins can be a gunslinger at times. He's got a little bit of what my one of my co-hosts, Tyler Fornis, calls the bozo gene. He can throw stupid balls or he can try to force it like 
old Brett Favre would. And, and without that, if he didn't have that propensity to do that every once in a while, he'd probably be a starting quarterback. He's got talent. He can move if he needs to move, and he can zip the ball and put it relatively on target. It's just that every once in a while he tries to force it, and that leads to two interceptions like it did last weekend. He only had like maybe, what, six incompletions the whole game, though, right? Like yeah. it was – he just made those couple mistakes and that, that yeah. hurt him. But I look yeah. at the numbers, I'm like, he did pretty good. Yeah, but the most stupid of the bunch was the falling back onto his bum and throwing it straight into the defensive tackle's stomach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a gift right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was here. Take it. I don't want it anymore. You guys can have the ball. Mm-hmm. It's quite golfish. Quite yes. golfish. Up. I've never Club. seen golf do that. <laughs> Club Dub yeah. asked the question, do you think the Lions can win out? You're asking, Sellers, I think, Our boy. to be honest, I'm going to be honest, I think the Lions are going to at least get one of these last three. Um, I think the game versus Dallas is going to be really tough, and I actually think Dallas will win. But Depends which Dallas team shows up. It's in Dallas. To answer your question, question, Sellers, I don't think they're going to win all three. No. I think you could. I don't want to see it, but I think you could. (laughs) I think it's a foregone conclusion. If we beat Minnesota in Minnesota, I think that we we definitely handle business at home at the end of the year. Um, I mean, especially going into last last well, year, I, I went to that game actually, and we got you guys together pretty good. Well, it depends which team's playing for what. If we're already eliminated from the playoffs by that time, and I don't know that we will be, um, even with two straight losses. We might start Jaron Hall, our fifth-round rookie quarterback. If you're already secured your seed and you can't go any higher, you might play backups. We might see Teddy Bridgewater at that time. It all depends on how these last three games amongst the entire NFC plays out as to how that that last game is going to go. Campbell said they can rest when the season's over. I mean, not that, you know, that's what he's supposed to say, but... I tend to feel like he wants to keep the foot on the gas regardless. That's good. I like that. Yep. Yeah, me too. Man Campbell is definitely a guy that – Man Campbell is definitely a guy that wants to punch it into overdrive each and every t- chance he gets. Um, just looking at the at the uh, NFC playoff landscape, I don't think Minnesota is in danger of being eliminated anytime soon. Um, They're in a four-way – they're in a four-way with uh, at seven and seven. Uh, the Rams, Seattle, New Orleans. No one believes that New Orleans is is capable of you know winning out. No, no NFC South team is capable of winning <laughs> of winning going on a uh, prolonged winning streak. They, they 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 really need to have a playoff committee decide who gets that last playoff spot coming out <laughs> that, of that division. That, um, that division could finish all tied. Yes, <laughs> at eight and nine. Wow, Not that that, sound, that sounds that sounds legit. <laughs> that sounds legit for that division. And you got Seattle, who's dealing with a lot of uh, quarterback uh, injuries, so they're gonna they're gonna keep. It's going to be alive for my Minnesota up until Week 18. 
There's only Lock played pretty good though for him last I, week. Yeah, he did. I think I've heard there's only one scenario where we get knocked out of the out of the playoffs, and it involves the Rams and the series of who wins here and who wins there. That's the only one that knocks us out because we have such a division record, and we have tiebreakers on just about everybody. So, but. If we're knocked out, it means we get to draft, you know, that few spots closer to the top, being 20-something-ish. So we can get our quarterback of the future. Not, Maybe. Not a, bad, not a bad draft to have, uh, you know, bump up a few. Not a bad draft. But we want to win. We want to show. See, this is when Vikings fans are calling for the head of Kevin O'Connell. Dude's won 20 games in less than two seasons. He's won more games this quick than any other coach in Vikings history. Yeah. That includes the great Bud Grant and Dennis Green. Of they are who we thought they are. Speaking of which, that's the perfect segue into the game that you'll be playing, Pay, as you host the Arizona Cardinals. How is that? going to go you are by far favored and the better team yeah I, I, all the numbers well not all of them uh both teams are pretty pretty bad as as, as you look at it with uh passing defense uh as, as it relates to that i mean look at the records they're, they're bad both of them um i think the the wild card that gives us the edge is our ability to run the ball. We are a top, I think, seven uh, rushing team. Um, I think we had, I think uh, our last week when we only got 88 yards was our worst rushing game on the season. Uh, the Cardinals, for that matter, they are the second from the bottom as far as rush defense. The, the interesting, um, I guess, subplot for this game is both quarterbacks immensely talented, could be playing for different teams next season. Um, they haven't shown anything consistent this season. Uh, they kind of marry each other, not in stature, obviously, but they kind of marry each other in playing ability and play style. So <laughs> winner might you know, put a, a, a large step forward as far as keeping his job as a, a – in the season, in the city that he's in now, but yeah, the, uh, all the all the uh, the books coming out of Vegas got the Bears as a more than a field goal favorite. I, I feel comfortable with that. I would take the Bears, even if they were close to a touchdown favorite. I definitely think that they should win this game. Mm-hmm. If you asked me that two weeks ago, I probably wouldn't have said that. They should win this game. However. They do not need to win this game. In fact, they should not win this game <laughs> because of those, again, the NFC South. Thanks a lot. <laughs> the Falcons let the uh, the Panthers win a game. So, wow. so, uh, so now Arizona's only one game better than the Panthers. We, we, uh, we need to get them. We need some more space. We need a buffer in between the Panthers and the, and the, uh, and the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if the Bears just, you know, went ahead and did something else confounding. (laughs) 
Well, it should be a good game, and it follows our game between the Lions and the Vikings because you play since you're since you're playing them. They're playing at the three fifteen game ish mm-hmm. on Sunday, so it should be interesting. But you mentioned Carolina and how they got a win. Are they going to get another win this weekend as they face? That Green Bay Packers team, where at least the defense seems like it's quit. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> if the Panthers go get back-to-back wins in a season where they've looked um, directionless, then that you have to. And this is this is probably. Uh, probably sacrilegious up there in Wisconsin, but you would have to start questioning what's going on uh, from a leadership standpoint. I would have to, it's not working. It's, it's whatever, whatever side of the, if you're saying the defense is quitting, yeah, somebody has got to be relieved of duties. You can't lose to the Panthers. Panthers can't score. <laughs> you can't, you can't lose to them. Is Adam Thielen. <laughs> <I'm> my boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, it's it's going to be interesting for the Packers. They play at the same time we do there, June and Foster. So we'll know how that goes. Pay, you'll know how it goes before your kickoff. Um, but you know, it's always a good weekend when the Packers will lose. At least. Vikings fans feel that way, and I think Detroit fans feel that way, and Bears fans feel that way. But will you feel that way if suddenly that top first pick suddenly goes bloop? You know what? The Packers, they have a long history of screwing my team over. I know you remember this, Dave. Mm -hmm. There was a season in which the, uh, you you know what I'm talking about. The uh the all the Packers had to do was to beat the Vikings and the Chicago Bears when they got into the playoffs. And what did they do? They laid down. Mm-hmm. Bears missed the playoffs. And then the Packers played the Vikings again the first week of the playoffs and railroaded them wrong out. Like, you know what? I don't like that team. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like that team. Well, I wish we had some Packer fans in the in the chat. I don't see any. I see a bunch of my Vikings fans and a couple of Bears fans that have joined us. But it would be nice if we had some. And I do know that Fans First Sports Network is still looking for a Packers representative that wants to do a Packers podcast for us and so they can join the group. So if you know anybody, anybody out there that's watching that knows somebody that does Packers broadcasts, send them our way. We love another body to pick on. <laughs> so that's it for the upcoming week. We've covered the Packers. We've covered the Bears. We've covered the Lions and the Vikings with the biggest game of the week to see if the Lions can secure themselves their first ever NFC North division title and get the crown. Any last thoughts there, gentlemen? Foster? Um, hmm. Keys to the game. 
uh, pressuring Mullins and, and and utilizing the the added depth at in the secondary that we have with CJ coming back and uh, you know con- continuing to utilize some of those blitz packages because uh, we're a little bit more cal- we're a little bit more comfortable back there. Um, with the, the depth we got back there. So I, I think that's going to be huge for us and hopefully running the ball and, and, and controlling the ball a little bit like we've done in a lot of our wins. So we had a nice two-headed monster with Gibbs and Montgomery. Ooh. June, you got any final thoughts? Yes. First off, happy holidays to everyone. I wish everyone a good, safe holiday. Um as far as the Lions, I think the biggest challenge is uh, is running the ball. We have to run the ball effectively against uh, the Vikings. Uh, the new the new uh, saying in football is staying on schedule. So uh, if they can keep it at second and five, second and four, you know, uh, that opens up the playbook. You don't want to be uh, second and nine and third. Second and 12, you know, trying to run the ball. Uh, the Vikings are pretty tough against the run. And so uh, they're also a, a wonderful blitzing team. Uh, so you're just like playing into their hands when you have to pass. Uh, so the, the keys to the game is staying on schedule, running the ball. So you can have, you can utilize your whole playbook because you're going to need it. Um, and keeping, uh, keeping golf upright making sure that uh uh keep the pressure out of them. We have a um a full complement of our offensive linemen. Uh been like that uh I think last game was the first game in a while where we had our um most of our linemen. It was still missing one, but four out of the five isn't bad. Um uh, you're gonna have Frank Rag now back. Yeah, he was back off- last week. That offensive line sings when you've got Ragnar. Yeah. Right and, now, and it's a big it's a big difference when he's not there. And so mm-hmm. um and lastly, check us out on Motor City Metrics, uh bleachers to speakers. Uh we usually do a show immediately right after the game, a full show where we review the game, give kind of grades, summaries, and all that stuff. Check us out on Motor City Metrics and Spotify, all the streaming networks, bleachers to speakers. At um, Bleachers to Speakers FFSN. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's keys to victory for you this weekend? And where can they find the Bear Claw podcast? The keys to victory is simple run the ball, don't turn the ball over. Uh, Justin Fields, he has eight turnovers in the fourth quarter in this season. Uh, another two fumbles last, last week. If you Reduce the amount of mis- mistakes this team makes, uh, coaching and players. This team will be a lot different. The story on the season would be more joyful. Yeah. We will have more joy in the joyous time of the year. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's a we're bringing a lot of cold with us. Um, and so, but this week, uh, we're it's t- between two teams dating back 103 years. Uh, two teams founded in Chicago, uh, the Chicago Cardinals, one of the first football franchises, and Decatur Staley's. We're gonna get we're gonna get this thing settled, and 
the Bears are going to do themselves a disservice and win this game. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's the story of the season. Um, you can find all our musings and our review of this disservice on the Bear Claw, located wherever you get your audio fixes. That's Apple, Spotify, Google Pod, while it's still around, Stitcher, and all the all the other podcast um, platforms. We're also located on YouTube at the Frustrated Sports Fan, Frustrated Chicago Sports Fan. Uh, we're on TikTok, the Bear Claw. Uh, we're on Facebook, the Bear Claw at, at Hallis Hall. We're, we're everywhere. We got a lot of fan engagement, a lot of memes, a lot of a lot of clips, a lot of videos. Come check us out. Yeah, and there's no mistaking. You look for the Bear Claw logo, and it's got Mike Digga on it, and everybody's got to love Mike Digga. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to me and the Vikings take on the Detroit Lions, and the keys to victory for them will be to score points on offense and then be aggressive on defense and get Jared Goff uncomfortable and in giving mood. If they can do that, the Vikings can win. In this whiteout game on Christmas Eve, it should be a festive occasion as long as they're doing what they're supposed to. Now, you can find Vikings First and Skull on YouTube at Vikings First and Skull. You can find us over on your favorite podcast aggregator at Vikings First and Skull. We're part of the Fans First Sports Network. We're there, and you can also find us writing not only on Vikings Wire, the Daily Norseman, but also at Fans First Sports Network, where we have all of that going along. So, everybody, we have football on Christmas Eve. Mm. But most importantly, it is that holiday where we gather with our family and friends and share and the blessings of this of the year and of the season. And I want to wish all our viewers and I want to thank everybody that jumped on today the best of the holiday season and wish you all a very merry christmas and whatever holiday you may celebrate that you have the best of it and that you are loved and with those close family and friends and forever may your football be great but we'll find that out on Sunday. <laughs> what do we say, gentlemen? Bear down. <laughs> Skull Vikings. Air down, gentlemen. Like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast aggregator. Thank you for listening to this NFC North group effort on the Fans First Sports Network. This has been a The Bear Claw Podcast. Bleachers to Speakers. Vikings First and Skull. And of course, the Fans First Sports Network production. Thank you for listening.